Hey, and welcome to Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch anime so that you don't have to, but you still should. This week, we are releasing a very special episode, which is actually the first Patreon-only episode that we ever released. This is going to be covering the anime Bleach, so if you're interested in becoming a patron and supporting the show, you can get uh, great Bleach content that comes out once a month, both in this form and in the form of a follow-along blog that Blake does with the manga. So, if you're interested in that, you can check us out at Patreon. The link is going to be found both on Twitter and on Reddit and basically any other place that you could try to find our show. And if you're interested because you haven't heard about our show before, you can also listen to our weekly episodes that are also free. We have a Monday episode that comes out every week, and we also have a Friday episode that comes out, which is a lot like this Bleach episode you're about to listen to. Anyways, let's jump in. Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome, patrons, to our first Patreon-only episode of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Bleach, episode one. You know, you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing to be that one red-headed kid in all of your entire country. Um, and it's even worse when you're that one red-headed kid that can also see ghosts. And there's going to be some point in your life where a bald man is going to come and he is going to find you. And he is going to tell you about how his marriage has started to fall apart, and then he fears that he is going to lose his son forever. And I know what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to tell him that he's a ghost. But don't do it just yet. I've got a movie to pitch to you. Let's do that. So, a lot of things. Uh, there are two red-headed people in the main cast, just off the bat. No, he's the only one. The, or Everybody he- else dies there. <laughs> also, yeah, also, that's, that is something I've never thought of. People give him a nickname based on his hair color that's the same as Orihime's and nobody bats a fucking eye. But also, (laughs) I thought you were going to be ending up in uh, sexy pottery land at the end of that joke. (laughs) All my love. (laughs) No, I had one rule. yeah, I still remember that when in community when he's like he's like the one rule is that you don't ghost in my class. Yeah, I watched that episode uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> so good. Great, great. Okay, hey everybody. Um, currently, uh, there are five of you listening to this Patreon only episode. Um, we are going to be releasing these once a month, the first of every month, um, and we are going to be covering Bleach. Uh, this was voted on by you, our patrons. Um, and uh, just to, I want to do a quick shout out because this is our inaugural one. It's really exciting. Um, I am going to uh, continue to uh, name off our new patrons for the month, um, but. But since we are looking at our first patrons for this, um, thank you so much to uh, Cherry. Thank you so much to Brady. Thank you so much to Sean. Thank you so much to Nancy. And thank you so much to Ben Diamond. Um, uh, ben a lot Diamond, of you have been around original. listening to the show for a while. Yeah, the OG, the OG patron. Um, so it's 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 been awesome. Um, we one of the reasons we wanted to do this number one is that uh, we we really excited to continue to grow the show. Um, but the other thing about it is that we we really wanted to give extra content to you guys who have stuck with us. Um, so we we want we hope that we're going to continue to grow our uh, little family of people that are part of this. Um, but uh, in in that time, you're going to get content. Um, yeah. So I hope well, a lot more people said, join you in the Patreon only listenership, but, uh, you know, <laughs> either way, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, we don't have much news on this. I will say when we're doing the, the, the Patreon episodes, we're going to be giving a, um, a little bit more of an in-depth synopsis, um, at the very start, um, of, uh, it, 
not so much of like exactly what is happening in the the previous episodes. We'll still do that. Um, but we'll also give you like cool things that we've learned in bleach over the past month or whatever show we end up covering after this, which I assume is going to be forever from now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, bleach uh, is a lot, but I did a I did a deep dive today and learning learning all the bleaches I could learn, um, and uh, I, I spent some some quality time with not only Wikipedia um, but uh, different uh, different people that have done a big breakdowns of how this manga started, where it came from, um, where the TV series spun off from, um, and we'll give you like bleach snippets uh, at the the beginning of each one of these um the first one i just wanted to give you like the origin story of bleach as an anime um and uh i i wanted to give it from a personal perspective because this manga was one of the first manga i ever read um i was in high school um and i was hanging out with a a couple of uh friends of mine in high school in ninth grade um, and one of them gave me um, the the first manga uh, chapter of this to read while we were sitting in an English class and not paying attention. Um, and I remembered starting to read it and just being like, holy crap, this is good. Um, and that continues on to this day. I effing love the manga of this I just love Bleach manga so much. Um, it it not only stays good from very beginning to very end of the manga, it is high quality all the way through, and it has so many twists and turns that it just, just will blow your socks off if you've never read the manga. It is not full of filler like the anime is. And uh, Blake and I chatted a little bit about this before we decided to do this because we we talked a little bit about if we're watching Bleach, are we going to have to watch the filler? <laughs> Which, uh, you know. And we're going to do it. <laughs> you're, you're saying yes? I'm watching the Bounto arc. Okay. I am I am willing. I'm watching I'm it. I'm curious to rewatch it. I remember watching Bleach on Adult Swim and when the fillers started, you know, when you're watching anime and you don't know fillers coming up, you can kind of tell you're in filler after one to two episodes. You're like, something's, something's weird. Something is not right here. And uh, Bleach mm. definitely has a few of those. And Bleach also does the... Uh, the thing that you'll see in uh, anime of its time period. So that's going to be later. This is not going to be the, the Dragon Ball Z dragging things out interminably. This is not going to be the Naruto original series, which has some dragging out, but then also has like literally three years of episodes that are all just filler. <laughs> uh, Bleach and uh, Naruto Shippuden. And I believe One Piece does this. And a lot of anime since that time have started to do this, which is, uh, when they catch up to the manga, they'll just create an anime-only season of the show. So sometimes a group of villains will show up that have really out-there abilities, and things feel a little off. They feel like a little narratively strange, and uh, usually that's filler land. So, um, yeah, I remember watching that, but I definitely watched all of the bounce. Um, I don't think I ever saw the one later on where like the weapons come alive or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, first and foremost, Bleach um, is going to be a manga. The manga originally started coming out um, in Japan, um, and it its original uh, run was 2001 to August 22nd of 22nd, uh, 2016. Um, it had a a lot of downtime in between some of the manga chapters. Um, I lamented this very openly to a lot of people that I knew that I was reading at the time, where it just left me hanging after some of the arcs, and I was furious at the time. <laughs> like, 
there is there is a, a an amazing arc at the very end, um, and I, I cannot give you the name of it if you have not read that far ahead, um, because it is a major spoiler. Um, but uh, it is it is a fantastic arc. But there is a long lag time in between that arc and the arc previous to it, um, and it was infuriating at the time because I was left just completely hanging, um, wondering what was about to happen. Um, Bleach binge things so mm-hmm. you have a really hard time when there is more to be had and you can't have it yeah that is true um uh i will also say that the uh the creator of this manga um has one of one of those names that if you hear it you're like oh that's a cool name but if you see it on paper you're just like does that say titty kubo <laughs> <laughs> old tittles no uh, what what I have found out over and over again because I always thought it was tight Kubo, um, but it looks like uh, the the pronunciation that I found um, uh, from uh, some of the Japanese magazines magazines that talk about him is Taito Kubo. Um, so that yeah, um, I the pronunciation I found across the board was T A I T O is the pronunciation how it's pronounced. Tight. Um, there are there are conflicting people. Yeah, that, I also said that. Um, but there there are conflicting people that will say that it is tight, like um, T I G H T. Um, and that's yeah, it's you know tight. Um, but uh. I I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure I have never met him um but I I will say if I ever get the chance to I'm gonna freak the fuck out um so because this is this is one of those one of those manga series and one of these anime series that not only developed me into the anime fan I am today but also like one of my like best friends one of the things that we connected over was me introducing to him to anime through watching Bleach on my porch living across the street from him like like it was it was a pastime of ours to hang out for like 4 hours watching Bleach on a laptop on a Wi-Fi connection on a porch in Memphis Tennessee so like this is this is one of those shows that just it, it hits me right in the feels when I think about it, um, and I just uh, I cannot I cannot believe that we are living in a world right now where I am about to get another arc of the anime, and I just like am freaking out. <laughs> He's significantly behind the 2020 new hotness on Bleach, but uh, it's nice that we're starting this up nonetheless. Um, and I would say that Bleach was fairly formative for me as well. Um, I I don't think I came to anime and manga as early as you did. Um, although I obviously had like early exposure to like Pokemon and Digimon and stuff like that that were uh, anime, but they uh, you know. I guess Yu-Gi-Oh was based on a manga, but most of the anime that I saw as a kid was, you know, it skewed younger, it tended to be a little bit more episodic, and it um, most of it wasn't based directly on a manga. And, um, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of a, a special case where it's a little bit out of the norm for, you know, the, the average shonen manga anyway. Um, but, you know, as I got into uh, middle school and definitely high school, I started to discover... Uh, Naruto and Bleach particularly. And I think those two were my favorites through high school and into college. Um, And I remember frequently being unsure which one I liked more. I felt like uh, the, the sort of style or or maybe the, the world building and the plot of Naruto worked a little bit better for me. Whereas uh, Bleach had a really like flashy design aesthetic and I feel like its battles are a little bit more like full octane, um, like just like no holds barred, awesome power anime battles. And that is as longtime listeners of the show know my jam. So uh, 
I definitely oscillate. Number one, does it have new cool powers all the time? Yes. Number two, does it have swords? Yeah. Yes. Number three, do they cut him in the eyes? Oh, oh all yeah, the all the time. So, yeah, I don't think I like Bleach as much as you do. Uh, I feel like it was foundational for me. And it has a, a special place in my heart, but it's connected to me enjoying anime versus like where you like have a lot of sentimentality attached to it as well. Um, but I do love Bleach and I don't think it's flawless and I think we'll get into that, but uh, I think it's a pretty great series and uh, it has a really, really good first episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is fantastic. Um, this uh, this leads us into um, where where a lot of people picked up Bleach um, because Bleach was on the shelves for people for you know three years before it was an a- adapted into and that's an not, anime. That's not when very it was ad- odd in the anime community. Usually, you get a couple of years in before your popularity warrants an, yeah. an anime uh, adaptation. Yeah, um, it it turned into an anime adaptation. October fifth, two thousand and four, was the original run. It ran until March twenty seventh of two thousand and twelve. Um, and uh, I'm going to give you a, a kind of a, a brief synopsis of where this show started. Um, it it started off kind of slow um in uh the the japanese markets um i i was finding numbers that were not not fantastic it was um it was at the time where um you were you were going to be fighting against not a ton of other huge anime um but it was being released at the same time when some some other juggernauts were you you were fighting against some of the mech animes for sure you were going to be fighting against in the same time slots um the the huge huge push for it um started happening in uh America as well when it started to pick up steam and the way i was looking at it is it happened almost simultaneously and it was be when it was being released inside of adult swim um it exploded in America. Um, Bleach was one of those anime that was right alongside with Naruto and then also right alongside with One Piece. Um, this is where people will get into the big three um, and they will talk about these, you know, these huge, huge anime that were running at the same time inside of the United States that were just the world of hot topic kids was. F- frequented by bleach fans naruto fans and one piece fans yeah the big three were this is a little reductive and i'm sure like anime historians and like lifelong uh decades old otaku might quibble over this but as a sort of like high level Mm -hmm. general rule um Dragon Ball Z was kind of the progenitor of the modern shonen anime. It was coming directly out of the big battle anime of the 80s, like uh, Fist of the North Star. And it presented a slightly new take on shonen anime and a slightly new way of focusing the plot on and around the fighting. And the shows naruto bleach and one piece you can see that they are all building off of a foundation laid by dragon ball z in a lot of ways um they they have very battle-centric plots um and one thing that i think dragon ball z does very slightly and not always very effectively is displays the various powers of the characters in the show like a lot of a lot of characters technically have different powers and a few of them have some really cool and unique powers like uh like the Ginyu Force guy who can hold his breath to stop time that is really out there for Dragon Ball Z but most of the powers boil down to different types of shooting energy lasers out of your hands and um Naruto Bleach and One Piece built upon that and basically took the idea of, okay, let's make these powers even more diverse and provide um, different abilities, different rule sets, different creative areas to play in and restrictions to push up against so that 
our characters do a specific thing that the audience can understand. And that thing helps to differentiate that character in addition to their visible design and their, you know, their character's personality. And so you get to fall in love with not only what these characters are like, but what they can do. And I think that that, that sort of brings the, the shonen anime genre out of that more simple era of martial arts manga and anime where people are just fighting uh, with, you know, no or little enhancement and the Dragon Ball Z era when they're fighting with a little bit of a more generic enhancement into what we still see today, which is, you know, rife with creative and interesting powers that can do all kinds of things. Uh, but all kind of fall under the large general umbrella that the show sets out at the beginning. Um, and I think that they became mm. the big three, not necessarily because they were the first to do it. I highly doubt that. Um, and, you know, obviously Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z did it a little bit. Um, but because I think that they, the these three series came out relatively close to one another and all did this in ways that felt similar to each other, but different enough that you could enjoy them each separately and in, and for the different ways that they approached this. And um, I think they really... The, the last thing that kind of makes them the big three is that each of the three of them, Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, exploded in popularity. And I think that's what helped to cement them as part of the sort of legacy of shonen anime. And they have, in the way that Dragon Ball Z was before them, become foundational series for those that have have gone after. Even though uh, One Piece is literally still ongoing and Naruto has a sequel series that's ongoing. Uh, Bleach is getting animated, but it's not an ongoing series. But like two of the big three are still alive and well, but they are, you know, they, they came around in a time that was far enough removed from now that they have become foundational series for the manga of today yeah and to give you some reference on it too um when comparing naruto and one piece uh naruto uh in one piece both start started in 1999 um as part of the fall run um so so both both of these were running um uh earlier um in well in in manga version um they they were going to be they were going to be running earlier um than one piece uh, sorry than bleach was um but bleach it it just hit a chord in in that a, not a lot of shows anime wise have ever been able to capture what bleach is able to capture and we will get into this we're we're about to start talking about the episode for sure um but to give you some uh, quick things that we're going to be talking about um at the beginning of different episodes as we go through bleach um one of the things we're going to be talking about is the thing that made bleach so interesting is the animation style was very very new um in comparison to the way that other people were doing their their manga styling like the the characters are dark and very angular um and things are very sharp um and uh, at some points they are are you know you'll have like a break of silliness and then right on the next like the next page there is intense like uh, pain or uh, connect, like a connection moment between characters, um, and that is a lot of times told in not only the tone of the artwork um, in the the original manga, but also in the beautiful writing that is in Bleach. There is really there is really some some deep deep dark hole of foreshadowing that uh, that. Kubo can go into um, that I have not seen in a lot of other manga where it's just like he's going to give you breadcrumbs and they're eventually going to turn on you and it's going to be moments where you're just like oh what the fuck like the first big turn in in Bleach it literally made me like close the manga page like 
and like set the book down and have to walk away from it a minute. Like it's 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 that moment that I had when I was over at your house and I was reading the second of the Hunger Games and I like I they were like you're going to go back and I was just like son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all of book 1 getting out of this. <laughs> And Bleach has that power, too. Like, Bleach has some really, really hard, hard turns, and it will it will knock you on your ass if you are not prepared for it, which you can't be because he's a beautiful storyteller. Anyways, enough gushing. Are you ready to get into this episode? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I will say we picked just one episode for today because we knew that we wanted to talk yeah. about it and kind of and roll into Bleach um and we also uh we have in the past limited the number of episodes that we cover when we're introducing a series so um we we definitely wanted to leave ourselves a runway to be able to talk about the first episode as much as possible without feeling rushed in general we're going to be covering more episodes and you know trying to do our traditional thing of hitting uh marrying a worthwhile amount of content coverage with a relatively understandable series of plot breaks. So we'll see how well we do, but yeah, we're definitely taking it slower on this uh, first episode (laughs) than we are going to be in uh, subsequent episodes. And then I think uh, before we get started, I have some trivia and I think you probably know the answer if for no other reason than because I feel like I've talked about this on our show before uh, it's been a while, though, so it bears repeating, particularly since we're about to start Bleach. Uh, Spencer, why is Bleach called Bleach? I know this, but I also... I'm, I would like to have this be a thing where you, the patrons, talk to us about it. Let's reveal why Bleach There's is called answer. Bleach in episode two of I've, Bleach. I have told you on and the show before. In that time, in that time, go back and see if you can find this. Just let answer. Bleach be Bleach. <laughs> don't no, drink it though. Unless do you not need to kill the coronavirus. Or inject Bleach. <laughs> don't seriously. Like, don't do that. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Don't do that. Um Anyways, cut to barren wasteland where shadows are going to seemingly come alive and then leak through the upward sky and down back into our normal earth. Um, these seemingly scary clouds that are le- uh, scary shadow clouds that are leaking into earth turns out they're giant horrible monsters that nobody can see except for people that have special powers. We are maybe going to meet one of those people in a a real smash cut too. Uh, uh, we see we see these shadows and we see a mysterious female character in a uh, black. I don't know. Is it robe? Is robe the right word for for the um, shikai or whatever they call it? I'm not a hundred percent sure it is. It, it, it seems it, I'm pretty sure it's like a, like a traditional garb of uh, yeah. samurai. Um, but I am not a hundred percent sure. I am not super cultured on it's samurai definitely culture. based off um, of that but, garb. Um, she's wearing it. This yeah. is going to become very iconic garb and, uh, she's given us a little bit of a voiceover and then it's just going to smash cut to some street toughs having a brawl. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, a couple of street toughs who seem like they want to get into a little bit of a brawl for some reason, um, it actually turns out that what they did was they were skateboarding on the street and they accidentally knocked over something. And instead of going back to pick it up, they uh, started to go away and they were caught by our main character, uh, Ichigo Kurosaki. Um, He is going to... uh, Beat the ever living hell out of them with just his feet. Um, he's just going to. He kicks one of these guys so hard that we see his face smash into the pavement. Like he murdered that guy. <laughs> yeah, we, we've uh, we've actually 
you know, talked extensively a few minutes ago about the legacy of Dragon Ball Z, but you can really see the legacy of Yu Yu Hakusho in Ichigo Kurosaki. Um, Oh man, you really can. Like it, the the more I'm watching Yu Yu Hakusho, the more I'm just like, oh, Yusuke is, oh, he's Ichigo version yeah. one. They're like- <laughs> they are really similar stories in a lot of ways, um, and that is mm. pretty much all the good ways. So. Yeah. So like you know, Yusuke Yusuke only has a mother. And Ichigo only has the other side of his family. Maybe if they could get together, <laughs> they could have a really lovely found family. Um, oh yeah, it's like it's like a really angry Brady bunch. <laughs> you all, like, <laughs> you also, uh, you mentioned earlier uh, something about the um, the artwork in uh, Bleach being more angular. And I definitely think that mm-hmm. that is very true. It's it's more angular. It's not necessarily more stylized because, you know, Naruto and One Piece are pretty stylized too. But One Piece has this very, like, mm-hmm. very soft, rounded edges, kind of almost Looney Tunes-esque cartoonishness to it. And yeah, Naruto sure. has a pretty traditional shonen anime styling filtered with a very heavy like fantasy ninja uh, aesthetic and bleach. It's Mm. set in the modern era and it just, it's just flashy. It just has like a really cool design uh, aesthetic to it. And one other thing of note is that uh, Ichiko Kurosaki is 15. He is about the same age as Naruto in Shippuden. And I don't remember what age Luffy is, but I would hazard a guess that he's around that age as well. A lot of shonen protagonists are 15 years old or so. And Ichigo looks much older than the other characters of the same age of the same era because of the way that the um, the creator has designed him. A lot of this, a lot of the characters have a little bit of an aged up quality to them. And that seems to both foster and match the sometimes more mature approach that the series goes for. Yeah. Um, Okay. So here is uh, another big moment that we have to step aside from the anime really quick because I cannot believe we haven't talked about it, but can we talk about how of a fucking banger the opening theme song how did we not bring this up already first season oh my god i had simply i i know i have i have listened to it probably a million times but it's one of those ones where it's just like it's in the it's in the pantheon of um uh tank it's in the pantheon of uh the the first uh the the first opening of full metal alchemist brotherhood um it's in the the pantheon of like very very iconic anime intros that i will watch on repeat just so that i can listen to the song over and over again um uh, you know samurai shampoo is also one of those just because it is also fantastic um it's very different but i mean like it's you know, I I would rank I would rank this one definitely in like the top ten of those anime intros where I'm like I will listen to it no yeah. matter what. If it, it also playing. in Bleach just has a sheen to it. There's something about the way that it mm-hmm. is put together. Things just feel flashier. There's a way that the the anime is colored that makes it look crisper and more modern than a lot of other anime in its time frame and the music in the show is another one of those examples particularly the uh intros and to a, a lesser extent the outros although i do love the outro but like the intro yeah. is fantastic and i remember watching bleach as a kid the second intro i actually liked it more it's arguably worse but it's more my kind of thing but uh it's mm. really good also and like in my head, when I was like, the next time there's another intro, it's going to be another like knockdown, drag out banger because this has been 
just a show of great intros. And, and I don't know that they are all massive hits, uh, but it definitely is going to start with a bang here. This intro is so fucking good. Yeah, and also it's one of those intros that has just... We're, we talk a lot about how Soul Eater just has style coming yeah. out of its ass. Um, but Bleach Bleach's intro is so stylized and so brilliant. It has these bright popping colors contrasted to this stark white that is behind them. So when they're moving through these different sequences of the characters and you see them moving around inside of the space, you um you not only have that like really stark contrast, but also it is perfectly choreographed to the song it just like every turn every animation style every moment inside of it is just oh god now i just want to listen it's it's really (laughs) it's a really modern pop art aesthetic and it really helps to set the tone (laughs) it's really good um okay so bleach so we we talked about ichigo we were introduced to him beating up these kids in the street. And then I think the next thing that happens is that he goes home, right? Well, first we find out why oh, he yeah, beat right. them up. We didn't it that. turns out that they knocked over this vase, and this vase was uh, something that was left for the spirit of a young dead girl. Um, she is uh, she is alive and waiting there to pass over to the other side. And this is where we find out that Ichigo has the uh, power to see dead people. Yeah, he sure do. Um, he show do. Um, and so uh, Ichigo picks the vase up. He says sorry to the girl. Um, she says thank you. Um, and then he says uh, that hopefully she's going to cross over soon. Um, and then he walks away. Um, then he shows up. Oh, God. He shows up at, this hou- uh, at his house. And uh, when I talk about dysfunctional father-son relationships, let's just... Uh, Let's have a, a quick conversation about Ichigo and his dad. <laughs> there's uh, there's some stuff later in the series, too, that makes this all the more mystifying. But yeah, Ichigo's dad, his whole thing with Ichigo is that he will just like leap out from nowhere to like two foot kick him in the back when he comes through the door. And he's yes. just like attacking just Ichigo Christ constantly. But like all in good fun, but Ichigo is like, yeah, knock it the fuck off. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, the, the father's name is Ishin. Um, he, it's, it's, uh, it's written down. I S S H I N. Um, Ishin, I, I guess, is the correct pronunciation of it. Um, I will do my best to pronounce things better inside Look, of the Patreon. If you don't know how this episodes, is going to work but, by now, <laughs> you just got to let Spencer be Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, and he also has uh, two siblings, uh, Yuzu and also Karin. Karin um, or Karin. Karin. Um, I am so sorry to the Japanese people. That's how they say it in the dub. <laughs> So okay, I was watching the sub. Yeah, okay, that's ass. a little bit more forgivable because <laughs> it is spelled in the way that the name Karen could. It wouldn't be, but it could conceivably be spelled that way. But uh, what's interesting is so Bleach has this huge bench of supporting characters, like actually massive bench of notable supporting characters with like distinct designs and personalities. Ichigo has a he he's a, a kid in school and we will meet many of his classmates and strangely many of his classmates are not plot relevant but they show up a lot uh oh yeah they're like they're they're not plot relevant except for in very small moments inside yeah. of the series and then they are suddenly super plot relevant for like a minute and then it's just like and yeah, and there are gone. some characters that you can tell the author maybe wanted to do something more with them, but just couldn't figure out what or couldn't fit it into the story. Um, and we'll get to all that. But I think his sisters are a really good int- uh, example of this because uh, Ichigo has a high spiritual energy, but so do his sisters in interesting ways. And I, I well, believe one of them does more than. Yeah. The other one. So. 
what I think it is, is that Yuzu, who is, I believe, the younger sister, um, but she's definitely the more timid and soft-spoken and kind of like stereotypically girly one. She... She also... She also she also has uh, taken over the role of like the mother yeah, in the household, even true. though she is the youngest. Um, it is it is a, a kind of a, a point that when you see this family dynamic immediately inside of the house, there is like a very clear dynamic that happens that is really quick. You notice really quickly that the father seems to be um, a little bit more like he is living in lament of the fact that the mother is no longer there. Um, it, we are going to get a clear version of this where we see that there is a giant poster in one of the walls of yeah. the mother um and he's just gonna like cry and fawn over it yeah the the mother used to be a famous Um, actress i believe so having a big poster isn't Mm -hmm. as crazy as it could be but it's pretty up there yeah um so then we go over and we see uh kareen uh god how do i pronounce it um Karin, um, Karin uh, is going to be kind of the the snide child of the family um who yeah, she also she also really really doesn't want to admit that she can also see ghosts and um is one of these weird people and instead she's just like I don't believe yeah, in them. Um and Yusu's just like but you can see them and she's just like yeah. Yes, that's such them. an interesting <laughs> exchange that they have because I believe that Yuzu is sensitive to them but can't see them. So she can like feel them and it creeps her out because it's a ghost and she doesn't know how to handle it and she can't see it. Ichigo can see them and will do little things to like help them. And we'll also see like they, they kind of make an offhanded comment that he has a straggler and he's basically picked up a ghost on his way home. So they're kind of drawn to his sensitivity, but Karin has a similar sensitivity to him. She can also see ghosts and she just refuses to believe it. And that is a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, um, I I will also say that um, in inside inside of this family dynamic, we we haven't talked about Yuzu yet um, as much, but Yuzu is be seen in this opening scene um, making dinner um, and taking care of the family. Um, she has taken over, you know, um, kind of, we see her in different moments in the show, like making breakfast or making dinner. Um, and it, it, it always kind of harkens to me back that like his father is, is, he is not a normal father. Um, we are not going to find out why he is not a normal father for so long. Um, and when we finally figure it out, we're like, oh, it makes more sense. Um, but it's 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 just going to be a mystery that is just left completely wide open for a really long time. Um, but it is left to Ichigo and his younger sisters to take care of this household and keep themselves together as a family while their dad is just being a fuck all crazy human being yeah he he is uh oh my god my computer is making noises sorry uh he he's kind of a a terrible dad but it's played for laughs and the Mm -hmm. the kids all seem to be sort of like over it in the way that you're over it when your dad won't stop making dad jokes and not over it in the way that you're like please raise us so I think it manages to land on the (laughs) all in good fun side of things. Um, Okay. So, okay. After this, then we got to figure out what's going to happen. They, they go to bed um, and then uh, wake up in the morning to find out on the news um, that there has been a horrible, what seems like explosion in the city in, in the middle of their city. Um, nobody is really sure what is happening with this, but there are just wide swaths of buildings that are just ripped to shreds. Um, and, uh, people are just kind of like, there must've been an explosion. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's talk about these horrible monsters that flew in as giant, uh, shadow blobs from the sky. They walk along and leave giant footprints in the ground. <laughs> yeah. 
How does nobody I notice think, this? I think I'm going to no prize this a little bit. I think they, I think they can selectively interact. Like I think they can kind of be incorporeal and ghost-like, but then they need to become more physically there when they're ready to attack something because otherwise it doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense and it doesn't work. But as it is, they can kind of appear and then suddenly in the midst of their battles, they'll start to like cause damage to the surroundings, which is what's going to happen pretty, pretty much immediately. Yeah. So Ichigo is going to go to check up on this uh, spirit girl that he set up the flowers on um, the day before um, he is going to find that she is being chased by what looks like a gigantic, uh, I would, I would say that it looks like a giant weird praying mantis yeah, a monster bit. with a big hole in its chest and also a giant white mask for a face. Um, these points that I am pointing out, um, aside from the giant mantis part of it, are incredibly important things inside of the show. Um, the makeup of these characters um, that we are going to see, and we'll tell you what they are in just a little bit, um, is is one of the foundational principle, like foundation principles of this show. Um, the uh, spirit girl is going to be saved um, when the gigantic monster that is chasing her has its face slashed in a horrific manner um, by the girl that we saw earlier when she pulls out her sword and slashes in and cuts the mask in half. Yeah, and the, the creature is going to basically dissolve, but it has scraped up the sides of some buildings and it has basically exploded parts of the sidewalk with its uh with its feet and its fists and so there has been some serious damage and everybody is standing around being like what the fuck was that what is going on is something exploding and ichigo saw the monster and is like i guess people can't see it and has no idea what's going on yeah um, cut to uh, Ichigo being like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and this girl uh, wandering away and and fading away um, and him being like, I don't understand exactly what happened. I'm going to go home and go to bed. Um, at night, uh, this girl is going to wander in through his open window. Um, and uh, we are going to finally get our first interactions between Ichigo and Rukia. Yes. Rukia and Ichigo have the longest and I would argue the most important relationship in this entire yeah. show. I it's, I don't know, man. I I I think the only other thing that you could argue was like Ichigo and um uh, well, another girl uh, Orihime that will be yeah. soon. Or maybe it is, it's a real toss up. Uh, and actually a worthy discussion point if you if you people listening want to throw it out to us uh what you think it is if you are familiar with bleach already like there ichigo's relationship with both of these characters is hugely important in the story and if one of them is more important it certainly doesn't detract from the other uh and in fact you could not say that one is important and the other's not like, it's just not possible. They're super important in the story and large swaths of the plot revolve around Ichigo's relationship with each of them. It's really hard to say which one is, which one matters more. Uh, And they also have a slightly different take. Whereas like, you know, one of them is kind of a best friends forever ally comrade thing. And one of them is kind of like a little bit more romantic. Um, Mm. But yeah, they they have different yeah. moments and it's we'll yeah there's a little <laughs> bit of uh what i sort of cynically suspect was author uncertainty of not knowing exactly how he wanted these relationships to play out where you're like how oh maybe they do like each other uh, <laughs> so this is ruki akuchki um she is gonna appear in ichigo's room by coming in through his window which is on the second story so that's already something of note uh, she is wearing her black robe and she's also, Oh, is it called a guy? No, that's their bodies. I don't remember what it's called. Um, she also has a sword with her and that's kind of a big deal. 
Uh, Ichigo's a little nervous about this, uh, and she's also talking to herself as though she's uh, alone. And so he is going to promptly kick her in the back and demand to know what she's doing there. And Rukia is completely shocked because he should not be able to see her or hear her. And even more than those two things, he should definitely not be able to touch her. By the way, uh, I looked this up because it was bothering me. Uh, Shihakusho is what it is called, this garment. Um, it is worn by uh, these characters that we are going to find out um, here in just a little bit. Well, I think yeah. right now, basically, um, Rukia is going to um, trap Ichigo uh, inside of uh, like a... a invisible prison that is it pulls his arm yeah, she can do back. she can um, do spells and she puts him in a binding spell that basically handcuffs him yeah yeah and um then uh she is going to number one um release the spirit that has been following ichigo around and uh release him not to hell which is what the spirit is afraid of um but to the spirit realm to the soul society um, as it's instead, called in the dead yeah, so the Soul Society is going to be a, a better place for this. We'll see this much Yeah, this later is also on. debatable. Um, not, <laughs> yeah, um, so he is going to be released in this. Um, the, what she does is she takes her sword. This sword is going to be called a Zanpakuto. Um, the Zanpakuto has the ability not only to cut through spiritual objects, but also to uh, release souls from their earthly bonds. Um, and so it is going to give this character peace, um, and he is going to fade away. Then, then... She is going to give one of the most hilarious explanations of what spirits are inside of the world <laughs> because she wrote it down in like just just the silliest artwork. Yeah, she she <laughs> has like, a a running gag with her character. We'll see it come up a few times where when she's trying to explain something, she draws crude pictures of it, and crude as in uh, not very polished, not like you know gross. But uh, she uses she frequently uses bunnies and bears to illustrate things. So it's like little cartoon bunnies and bears that aren't well drawn and have kind of like scribbled in coloration to illustrate uh, what that big ass monster that we saw earlier is. Yeah. So it turns out that when your soul, um, when when you die, um, your soul can either be one of two different things. Um, you can be a, um, a God, I always forget the name of a the hole. normal ones because they don't mention it all of the time. Yes. You can either be W H O L E or you can, yeah. Or you can be a hollow. If you are a hollow, uh, you have died with some sort of unfinished business that makes you feel like you need to get back to the world and fill a void inside of yourself. Um, this void inside of yourself can basically never be filled. Um, so you turn into, um, you slowly turn into more and more of a hideous monster as you try to, um, pull yourself back from. Yeah. It's basically a, Um, it's basically a twist on the idea of like an angry or vengeful spirit where like, you have died with baggage and you're not able to make peace with that baggage. It's going to eat away at you and you'll start to haunt a place or whatever. In this, instead of haunting something, you turn into a giant soul eating monster. Yeah. Um, so, um, it turns out that in the meantime, uh, this girl that has died is running away from one of these gigantic hollows. Um, this hollow, um, actually has a name. Uh, I looked it up cause I was interested. It's called Fishbone D. Um, and Fishbone D is going to be chasing, uh, this girl down. The first person to feel, uh, uh, feel that there is something going on is Ichigo. This is of a very important note because Rukia does not feel this before Ichigo does. Ichigo has a very heightened spiritual ability and spiritual senses. Um, 
this is a, a like a natural trait that he hasn't honed at all, um, which makes him, you know, kind of like a, a, a I, I wanted to say like a um, like a savant, but it's it's not a savant. It's like a like a genius, I guess, of uh, spiritual ability. He just has a lot of natural spiritual ability. Um, Fishbone D is going to be distracted from chasing this uh, this soul, however, when he picks up on Ichigo, who is trying to escape from his bind and is starting to release more of his spiritual energy. And so Fishbone D decides that he's going to come over and he's going to murder everybody. Yeah, this is really important, too, because Ichigo is deciding unconsciously to release his spirit energy. This goes with what Spencer was just saying. He's got a lot. And he is able to instinctively direct it, but uh, he will be shown throughout the series to have a a hard time intentionally directing it. Um, So in this moment, he is being held by these spirit bonds as a monster approaches, and he is going to try and break the spirit bonds, and his body is going to instinctively know that he needs a spirit energy to do it. Um, And we'll also Mm -hmm. double down on that by having our uh, character Rukia note quietly to herself that nobody should be able to break those spirit bonds. And this is an insane thing to the point of impossibility that he can get out of them, which he does. Yes. So he is going to break out of this because he sees that his sister is being attacked um, so much so that when she arrives at the room, she is going to fall unconscious, but not before telling uh, Ichigo that his other sister has been captured by this hollow monster Fishbone D. Don't forget his name. R.I.P. Fishbone D. Um, so uh, oh, also an important <laughs> thing is that uh, Rukio didn't sense Fishbone D approaching because Ichigo was there. And she realizes this as he starts to break his bonds. She's like, he shouldn't be able to do this. How does he have this much spiritual energy? Because he has this much spiritual energy, he must have been blocking my my ability to sense others. But because it was um, under the surface, I didn't realize it. Mm, yeah, it's super important. Well... Uh, Rukia is going to jump into battle, but not before Ichigo can jump into battle first. Uh, Rukia has this super powerful Zanpakuto sword that can defeat Hollows. Ichigo instead has a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> so Ichigo is just going to be like, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. And if I have learned anything from the WWE, you're going to go down like a bag of bricks. Um, instead, Fishbone D is just like, doesn't feel it at all smacks Ichigo and slams him into the ground. Yeah, we're also going to learn something, which is Rukia is going to put together two and two once again here and realize that Ichigo's abundant spirit energy is what the hollow has been after this whole time. We, the, the little spirit girl has been kind of a red herring. We've seen her being chased by the hollow each time that it's shown up, but, uh, it turns out that Ichigo was also there each time it's shown up and that he was the actual thing drawing the hollow there. And the little girl just happened to get caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ichigo is going to um, get almost severely hurt um, when uh, Fishbone D is going to come down and try to murder him. Um, and uh, she is going to jump into the fray and cut into the arm of the hollow. This makes the hollow uh, uh, turn around and writhe in agony, disappearing and like flickering out for a moment um, and dropping um, Ichigo's sister. Um, that is how we're going to get her out of the fray. Um, but this battle is far from over. Yeah, and uh, partly because Ichigo doesn't want to leave it because he's pissed, but also because now if Rukia's hunch is right and the hollow has come after him because of his spirit energy, he knows that if he can't take this thing down and maybe even learn to stand up for himself in general, they're just going to have this problem again. Yeah. Um, Fishbone is going to come down to eat Ichigo again um, in order to protect him from being murdered. Um, Rukia is going to intercept this blow, but it in this in this 
she's going to slash and hurt um, uh, Fishbone, but uh, and he's going to back off from this, but not without uh, mortally wounding um, Rukia to the point where she knows that she is not going to be able to fight um, against this mm-hmm. hollow. Um, she is either going to completely lose or she has to make a very rash she's decision. She's not mortally wounded, but she is critically wounded. Yeah, I mean, she's wounded to the point where she knows if she continues this fight, she's not going to Yeah, survive, she has lost, but this wound um, won't kill her. Yeah, but it will kill all of them because this hollow is going to continue coming back. So, what she is going to do is she is going to take her Zanpakuto. She is going to tell Ichigo that she needs to uh, give him some of her power in order to activate his spiritual energy um, and release his body from his uh, his earthly form um, and, and let his spirit fight as a, um, a Shinigami, um, which is going to be what they're called their soul reapers. Um, and, uh, she takes her Zanpakuto, pushes it into Ichigo's chest. It activates his, um, latent powers and it turns Ichigo for the first time into a Shinigami. And we're going to get some music. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing about this music, you guys. (laughs) Anytime Ichigo does something cool this music starts playing <laughs> and it always it's does choice. it. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, okay. So there, there are two really iconic tracks that play throughout Bleach's history. One of them is the one that goes, I know I'm doing yeah, a bad I have no idea what that, song you're talking but, about. Okay. It's at the very start of the show. It is, it's, it's, it's like discordant sounds um, and it's when like hollows are appearing. Um, If you wanted to go back and watch like the very beginning of the show, um, when they start to appear, you hear it happen in the background. Um, It is, I I have no idea what instrument is making this sound, but it is um, iconic and it, it like it, it always seems to happen. The other one is just uh, like this sweet ass guitar riff that starts where it's just like Ichigo's about to do something badass and get ready because we're going to give you this sweet ass music to go along with it. And I'm just like totally on board. <laughs> uh, there's also a woman singing, which is um, interesting. <laughs> sometimes I love it and sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ichigo is going to use his newfound powers to slash Fishbone D completely in half. Um, and he disintegrates and disappears. And that is where we are going to leave episode. Yeah, we're going to end it with um, one one important, important note, which is when, uh, when Rukia runs him through with her sword, the deal is he will take a small portion of her power. And when she does it, he takes almost all of it. And she is stunned by this because that is not what either of them intended. And it just kind of happened. He he basically just like vacuumed all of her power into him uh, unconsciously. Um, so she has almost no power left. And that is not what she intended. And that is going to be a super important part of the show going forward. Um, and then second, the episode's going to end with a cute little uh, character introduction style freeze frame where Ichigo is going to fatally slash Fishbone D. And then we're going to get the freeze frame of this is Ichigo. He's a 15. He's a high school student and he's a soul reaper. Yeah, man, this show is so good. Um, I, uh, also, well, one well. one interesting thing about the show is that it has these big monsters, the hollows, and they have this super distinct design with the hole in their chests and the, the creepy bone white masks. And they are a crucial part of the show that then fades into the background later on. And I remember when the show first came out, I was like, Oh, this is interesting and different from other Shonen shows because instead of fighting each other, they're fighting giant monsters. And that 
is intriguing because I've always been somebody who likes giant monsters. And then the show moves away from this not that long into its run, uh, but it does it so well that I don't even mind. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> Anyways, uh, stick with us uh, after our credits, as always, um, and we will give you a sneak peek of what's coming next month. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English. He's our level 10 sound wizard. Level 10? That's a lot of new levels. Well, he's been out in the waste grinding and killing low-level monsters to level up. That checks out. Our podcast is ad-free. And if you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, thanks for listening. Next month on our Patreon-only Bleach coverage, we're going to be watching Bleach episodes 2 through 5. Yeah, and we're going to be introduced to Khan, right? Um, no. It's just okay. episodes two through five. Hold on. No, 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 no. He's, he's an integral part to the show. When I think about Bleach, I think about a small stuffed lion that is the most important part of the show. If you are taking the first season of Bleach alone, he's the most important part, obviously. I mean, he would agree with you, so you've got that going for you. Whatever. See you next month. <laughs>